Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. What's happening, y'all? Episode two, right now. Let's get after it. We're talking a lot about E3 today and the future of gaming, where we think these games are going. A lot of stuff, guys. So, you know, for the next 45 minutes to an hour, let's just chill and let's talk about some exciting new games yeah. coming out. Grab, grab some snacks. You got some candy, got some popcorn, just eat it up, you know, while you're watching or while you're listening or whatever. Um, if you like video games, cool, welcome. If you don't, cool, keep listening anyway, because, you know, we're funny, I guess. You know, aren't we funny? We're hilarious. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> we're hilarious. So we're going to talk about um, E3, not like in its entirety, but we're going to talk about, you know, the games that kind of appealed to us or what we are most looking forward to and also a little bit of maybe where we see games in general going. Um, we do have like kind of two different perspectives on it. Him coming from somebody who, you know, reads gaming news and is like an avid person in the community of knowing things like this. I know stuff. You know things. But here's the thing. Re more recently, you know, with everything going on, I've been a little bit less, you know, looking at the news. But I think now a lot of people are really looking forward to this because a lot of people want something new to play because a lot of the games that have been out have been out for a while. A lot of games have been delayed. So I think now is a really good time to focus on some games coming out and really focusing on the future of gaming, which I think is really upon us. This is a really big stepping stone for a lot of gaming companies right now with all the new consoles that are coming out, but then that are already out, but very hard to find. So now the, it's just a very just absolute cluster F word. You know, it's, it's everywhere. So. It, it is <laughs> a lot of a cluster. And I think um, with especially stuff like the fact that Xboxes, new Xboxes are literally impossible to get a hold of still. And I know that's because of, um, you know, shortages um, with certain things. See, this is why, like, I don't know all of the things and he knows things. This is why we're a good duo because we can know things equally for each other. But no, as I was saying, the the lack of like Xboxes being able to be put out, it has, and PS5s, it has me uh, concerned or less concerned and more so like wondering how they're gonna push out the new Switch. I think it'll just be a gradual thing. Because that's supposed to come out. I mean, well, they've been teasing having a new Switch forever. And if you remember like in the beginning of quarantine, people like the, the Animal Crossing hype started and everybody was trying to get a switch and i mean it was hard for us to even find a switch in february of this year like a whole last year later so it's just like i mean how how is it going to be for the new one people are people are going to be wanting them obviously and i i mean i mean gaming is more like in the forefront that. I, I the one thing that i think i was not really like looking forward to because these gaming events uh, i mean i'll like read the news like if it's like a recap or something or you know I'll let him tell me or I'll watch a video or something um, but I'm not like you know super hyped fangirl of these types of events I, I just kind of like figure it out after the fact but like the one thing I was looking forward to hearing about was the new switch because I was curious to know like is that finally 
getting launched. I mean, I still don't even know. All I heard was that there's new Mario stuff and there's new Zelda and and that they're like revamping old games. So it's just like they look really good in they, the trailers, but I'm thinking they were filmed more like on a PC. But well, then is it actual new and, Switch and stuff? It we'll just looks very that. sus, you know? Yeah, it's and it's it's kind of hard to tell. Like, are these are the? I mean, first of all, do these games even have? release dates like are they coming out on the new switch are they coming out on the current switch you know so it's just kind of it's a little hard to tell I guess an opinion on on that in general but I guess do you want to talk about Nintendo first since we were kind of already talking about it yeah so one of the big Nintendo games that I'm looking forward to is really the rebirth of the Advance Wars series one and two. I'm not sure if you guys played this on the Game Boy Advanced and Game Boy, but that was a classic. I absolutely loved the strategy base of it. It was, it was just a great game, and I cannot wait to see this get revamped. This I hope was they on the bring game everything. Boy? Yeah, the Game Boy Advance, like literally a decade more ago. I'm sure some of oh, you all was, remember this. This was it, more than a decade ago. Oh, this the was game this Boy. was about this 15. was about two decades ago. I hate to oh, break God, it I'm to getting you, old. but okay. you're getting old. <laughs> it I is 2021. No, this this. But it's a classic, and I'm glad that it's coming back because I do kind of miss this game a lot. I was. You know, I mean, I trying to find my old cartridges a while ago, like when I was moving and stuff, being like, "Oh man, man, where's my Advance Wars? Where is it?" Like, I got actually upset because really? I actually really did enjoy it a lot. So, I mean, this obviously, like, we're looking, we're we're gonna be looking at a few things, like as we talk about this, just just so you guys know, like when we look down, we're just kind of looking at this stuff. But anyways, I mean, knowing nothing about Advance Wars, like before, this looks obviously a huge step yeah obviously compared to the characters are the same it's just yeah. a very a lot better graphics I mean, more um 3d and just it, it's it's a facelift that it really needed it did take kind of a while to get this i think the last one came out i think they've had dlcs oh is that the yeah, original see, game boy advance right there oh wow yeah, that's the original I mean, you that, see the big difference. Yeah, I that's mean, a, it's crazy. I mean that's a huge difference, obviously, because there's more technology now and look, 3D. But I'm wondering if they're gonna just with this, if they're gonna bring out all the characters from the you know other games that came out. There's Advance Wars One, Advance Wars Two, and then there was some a New Moon and stuff like that. They brought a lot more characters. What up. is this game even about? It's basically there's um, four different um, four different um, just uh, like countries kind of like the orange star blue moon green earth and then um god i don't remember remember the last one it's a strategic turn-based combat so it's basically like xcom but like but like more cut and dry cartoons basically xcom xcom had a lot more like abilities and they really kind of made it more realistic modern military simulation but Mm -hmm. this is more arcadey and it's it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm really, really happy that this is coming to the Switch, and I'm probably going to be playing it a lot, maybe even on stream, twitch.tv slash Streams. I mean, awesome. yeah. It's, it's available for pre-order. It's coming out December 3rd. December? Oh, my goodness. Well, that's sooner than I thought. I mean, it's going to be the end of 2021 really, really soon. Like, snap, and then it's there. It is already I mean, It's June. already June, and I thought it just the ball just dropped the other day. So, you yeah. know, where did, where did the year go, honestly? It went... 
It went. It it left. I don't know if you knew, but the year said it was going. <laughs> the and, year and yeeted by. <laughs> She yeeted herself out the door, so that's why we're in June now. But, but what other game are you looking forward so, to? So, I mean, okay, so you had Advance Wars. When it came to Nintendo in general, I, so, I mean, I'm not really, like, an OG Zelda fan. I did play Breath of the Wild a little bit, but let me just tell you guys this. I never played any of the missions. I literally... <laughs> what? I, so... I did, like, I know pretty much everybody and their brother has played Breath of the Wild, um, except for you, of course. Um, probably. Yeah, so in the beginning, you, it's, I mean, it's open world, so you have to get the, oh my god. Hey, you know, I was an absolute beast sailor on Wind Waker, if anybody played that. Oh You have to get the four, like, main, um, oh my god, what are they called? Breath of the Wild... Uh, special skills. Oh my god, I literally have to Google this right now. I cannot. Uh, it's the. It's not the divine. <laughs> I mean, I got nothing, babe. <laughs> this is really embarrassing. I promise you that it's. Uh, it's like the the. Anyways, I'm gonna try and explain this in the best way I can. Those of you who actually like the Legend of Zelda and actually love the Breath Breath of the Wild, I'm sorry. Um, but I, the, I got all of, like, the skills, like the magnesis and the, the time freezing. I got all those. And then I followed the story, you know, like, a little bit. Um, and I got to a pretty decent chunk. Like, I got maybe a third of the way or halfway through. Uh, but most of my hours that I spent in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild were, were uh, dicking around and, like, engaging in fights with the Bokoblins, like trying to just fight people all the time. I just wanted to fight people and run around and find a horse and like see if I could jump on guardians and like not get killed. So I just liked to play with danger. Um, so it was fun. I spent a lot of hours, like before I had my first daughter, I like first daughter, I only have one daughter. Before I had my daughter, I was playing that all of the time like I would just sit for hours and just and just run around open world I just thought it was so cool you know like how time would pass I mean that game is beautiful and I'm sure you may have seen gameplay before but yeah I mean it's open world there's it weather looks freaking amazing you know you have honestly. to earn stamina you get skills like so I'm I'm excited I was excited to see that they finally had you know Breath of the Wild 2 and that that was coming out I mean it looks it looks obviously look that. That, that, it looks obviously exactly the same but different you know there's st stasis that's what that one's called that's that skill <laughs> But then, like, what is the, I mean, like, you know, looking at this new stuff, like, seeing, okay, there's, uh, it looks like there's a sky map, like, a sky area that you have to explore. It looks like Link is now able to go through stuff. So it's like, what is that? Um, you know, I've seen the ending of the game. I know how the first one ends, but I don't remember 100%. So, see, I'm pretty useless, but I was excited to see that this came out because I know that a lot of people are excited about it, and it looks just as beautiful as the first one. And I, you know, I would love to play it. it I wonder, though, is it going to be the same open world but just, like, a reskin? 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they change the yeah. areas and they just have added, you know, the upper level if you get to go into the sky or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, okay, is it going to be a different area of Hyrule or is it going to be, you know, the same but different because it's going to look different? Also, how far after the first one is it going to be? That's also something that I want to know because. What, what, I mean, this whole timeline, this, I don't know anything. I see, I'm like the worst because I, <laughs> I, I don't know anything about the past Zelda. I never played a past, I never played a Zelda game ever before, before Breath of the Wild. I mean, like my, There's my brother did. so many. My brother did growing up. I know, I, I, I feel like at some point I used to watch my brother play it. Um, the one with the boat. Which one is that? Wind Waker. Wind Waker. And there's a lot of boats. I mean, There's that's a, lot, a of lot of them. I mean, I wasn't the biggest Zelda person growing up. I did play Wind Waker with mm-hmm. my sister on the GameCube, and it was fun. And, you know, pointing the, 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 the wand the right way, and then it just comes up with the music, and then you make something happen. It was fun. Oh, I yeah. actually loved that game a lot. It was a, it was actually very challenging, and, of course, I wanted to fight everything like she did. And I mean, it yeah, was just, why not? It, it was fun. And the main thing is, guys... With all of these games coming out that are kind of reminding us of maybe our childhood or maybe like 10, 20 years ago, I think it's going to bring a lot of these good memories back, and I think the games will be pretty popular coming back because yeah. I know a lot of our our OG gamer crowd is really going to appreciate that, and maybe some of e- even the new crowd, they're going to get more fans with people that had no idea about the first one or yeah. the second one or like that that whole world, and they'll come back, which is pretty cool. Well, that and they also, I've noticed, like, especially in the Nintendo eShop, they have, they have all those original games available to buy. Like, you can still, mm-hmm. you can still get, like, the original Zelda or Mario or Just even Just be careful Pokemon. with your eyes. The graphics might be a little... <laughs> I, I, I still, like, sometimes I look at that and I'm just like, how, how did we deal with that? Yeah, like, it, this it looks hurts my horrible. eyes sometimes. I mean... How, how did I deal with that, you know? So, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's funny to look back. Oh my God, another another game from my childhood though, Mario Golf is coming back hard, and I'm pretty Wait, really? excited about it. There's a lot of just Mario well, a Mar- stuff a lot coming of Mar- out. There's always a lot. There was of Mario so much stuff. Mario stuff announced, and I'm just I just don't even know where to start. I mean, with it, honestly. so I guess it's such a huge franchise. Let's start such with a huge Mario name. Party Superstars. I mean, what is this? So it's oh. It's a superstar collection of classic N64 boards. So, so it's like, bringing all the games together. Bringing all the OG boards back. And, like, I remember playing this with my brother. Lost and a lot of friends playing this. I, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yes. And... I, I mean, I think this is really exciting because, oh, you know, I just unlocked a memory. I just unlocked a memory that I didn't realize I had until I looked at, like, this photo. So I remember when we were younger, you we You are would, the superstar. Oh, I am the superstar. <laughs> but I remember, I remember we used to go to um, one of my, like, mom's friend's houses when we were younger. She's, like, like our aunt, our auntie. Um, and she had like this downstairs ish area with this big TV. And I remember me and my brother, my sister and my, I believe he's my, he's, he's like my cousin. He's not really my cousin, but he's my cousin. We would play Mario party, like the original one Mm -hmm. down all of us downstairs. And I just remember that being so fun. 
you know, like on the big TV, like getting all excited because we were all teaming up against each other. And like, I think I'm, it just makes me really happy that Mario Party is a thing again. And I know it's been out for a while, like the Switch version, mm-hmm. but now, especially that you can play online, there's, it's, it's evolved so much. It's I so mean, much it's... more special now because now I can, you know, like, if my brother had the game, I could call him and be like, hey, you want to play Mario Party tonight? And all of us can get together like we used to and play it again. And especially with this, with the new version coming out, the Superstar version, um, you know, we can kind of remember those games that we played as a child. So that was that's pretty cool. And, and I mean, I think it's neat, like you said earlier, that they're really bringing all of the nostalgic stuff back. Mm-hmm. Because now they have the the newer technology, hopefully the newer Switch, and it's just gonna make everything just get a facelift, look better, and honestly, it's just it's just bringing people together that, that you don't have to go to the same house anymore with the mm-hmm. N sixty four and with all this other stuff. Like now, you can just do it from the comfort of your home and just relive yep. the good old times, and it's gonna be great. And, and the yeah. other the other okay. <laughs> Did you ever play these Rabbids games? No, I didn't play the Rabbids game, but I did want to talk about it because it looked pretty good, and I, it's just, I, I don't even these know These Rabbids games are so weird. <laughs> they are so weird. Um, I know, like, they're, so they're apparently, they have a sequel to the Mario and Rabbids game. Okay, yeah, see, that this. so this is the new one. That's Mario, 2022, so Mario it's be and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. So I haven't played this one, this, like, crossover one, but I do remember playing, um, it was something Rabbids, like, Adventure, Ra- Raymond, Ra- Raving, Rabbids. I mean, I kind of clocked out with Mario after, like, Super Mario even, Sunshine and all that who stuff. Who even <laughs> knows? But, like, it was so, I mean, these rabbits, hold on. I have to, I I just, I have to know, okay, do you guys ever have raving rabbits, moronic rabbits, that's hilarious, okay, they are literally insane, I, okay, what I was about, it looks like a big series that's been out for a while, it's just, this, they kinda this just... freaking game, when I was a kid, Raymond Raving Rabbits, oh, Rayman, oh Raymond my goodness, that Raving Rabbits, I played this with my neighbor on the Wii all of the time, all of the time, also, as a sidebar, I know I keep googling stuff, but do you guys ever just, like, you're having a conversation, or you're watching a movie, or something, and... You think of something, you're like, I have to Google this right now because if I don't, yeah, just bugs. I'm you gonna until forget, you, you or know. I'm going to literally, it's going to eat me up inside because mm-hmm. I have to. I have to know, you know. I I have like when I see somebody in a movie that I've seen before somewhere, I have to know where I've seen them before. I have to know. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, this, connect the dots. Babe. This this Raymond Raving Rabbids was like my first ever experience with it, and it was like basically all just um, mini games, and it was weird. But I just remember having a lot of fun playing it. And honestly, I would kind of, ma- I mean, I would maybe be willing to get the first Mario and Rabbids Kingdom battle game, and and like play it and see how that goes I, not that i would really know what it I was mean, is doing it a battle but royale like what is that? is it a battle it, it royale so i interesting. i have it's no just... idea i've never seen this before i mean and we'll get we'll get to the you know 
Warzone, Battle Royale well, kind of oh genre God, in a bit. Got, we got a lot to talk about. We got with a that. lot to talk about today. So, um, but yeah, that I mean, works. I'm, I mean, I'm interested to see how this is. I actually kind of do want to play the original Mario and Rabbids game just to see what it is. It looks like, I mean, it, what even is this? I mean, is it like open world? That's another thing. Have you noticed that a lot of games nowadays are just open world? Yeah, so you're the boss of what you do. Like, the, the just the overall campaign of games, I see a lot of games going out the window with campaign, especially, I think, Battlefield. Battlefield 2042 oh my God. said we can talk no about that campaign. Next. Like, no BR. It's just massive multiplayer, Wait, massive really? No everything. BR? Yeah, they, they announced that there was no BR. Oh. Well, they, well they, they'll they probably add something later mm-hmm. down the line. They, they probably just won't have it on release. Yeah. Which Battlefield is, is, is it's announced for October 26th, so, you know, that's going to happen soon, and I can't wait because, honestly. Wait, Battlefield honestly, is coming out in October? Yeah. That's not Battlefield. Oh, wait, that's that's the other one. I was about to say, but that's it's not... it's pretty bad. much going to come out. It always comes out before Call of Duty. Of course it does. Yeah, so it's it's right there. It's it's pretty much end of October, maybe beginning of November, right before Call of Duty comes out. And honestly, I mean, that trailer shocked the world. That first cinematic trailer... October 22nd. Plus the, yeah, October 22nd. Close enough. I mean, it's basically... I'm looking forward to this the, the most when it comes to... Um, when it comes to the Xbox side of things, yeah. um, because but, I do play a lot of Xbox myself. I'm, yes, I'm the main. Now we did get the Switch, and I have been enjoying a lot of the Nintendo stuff. And some of the Nintendo stuff is coming out that's great, like the Advance Wars stuff. We talked about that already. But when it comes to first-person shooters, Battlefield has really struggled for the past couple of games. Battlefield One, Battlefield Five. I mean, they kind of hit the mark, making capturing that Battlefield atmosphere. But it just wasn't really, you know, the games that could compete with Call of Duty. And Call of Duty kind of soared while Battlefield kind of fell behind. But I think yeah. this game is the game that will bring Battlefield more into the modern genre with their, you know, 2042. And it's interesting. And Call of Duty is kind of going backwards into the World War II genre, which they already did three years ago. And I'm like, eh? That's like, the next is... Call of Duty game? Yeah, it's called Call of Duty Vanguard. It's... It looks, I've heard a lot of things saying that it's probably not going to be the best, but honestly, who knows? I mean, Call of Duty is basically focusing on their BR game. It's doing really well right now, and they're going to put a lot of their assets into that, and kind of just multiplayer games will kind of be like a side mode where you can kind of level up guns, and then you can go back into Warzone, so... I'm not sure how Battlefield's going to compete with that market. They probably don't want to right now because they tried a BR in uh, Firestorm, which came out with Battlefield Five. I think it was a great mode. It was just not as polished. The inventory system was weird. It was just, a lo- it didn't really catch on a lot, and it also wasn't free to play. Free to play is huge now with the all BR. these games. Oh yeah, the with BR. Apex, Fortnite, everything that there's just I mean, free to play is huge. If you don't go free to play with you know, maybe even your multiplayer free-to-play. I know a lot of games are doing that now, coming really? up in the future. Who? I don't even remember so many. But it's just, it. There, there's well, a lot of things, A lot like free-to-play is the n- new model that I think a lot of games, especially games like that, will capture. I think Halo's already doing it as well with a lot of their, um, um, their battle passes, mm-hmm. I think, are 
going to be free alongside. You can go back and do other battle passes from like oh. previous seasons and stuff like that. So Halo is another one that I think will compete this year big time. And Halo's so, been falling behind as well. Just I, I like that these games are coming back to compete and really going to... You know, hopefully, just make the gaming industry better for FPS and and third-person shooters, first-person shooters alike. So, I mean, for me, what feels a little weird is the fact that um, Battlefield, the new Battlefield, isn't going to have a campaign. I feel like it's weird because why? It's a step in the wrong direction, personally, because I, I mean, know that I know that Call of Duty before in the past didn't really have. The best campaigns, but but they had in, a campaign. Yeah, they did have campaigns, but the past two years, with starting with uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019, that campaign was great, and then Cold War's campaign was great. So yeah, they they're really putting a lot into the campaign, but also having a great multiplayer and you know so, Warzone yeah. experience alike. Now the, you can think what you want about the multiplayer. I think it's kind of it doesn't have as much content in it this year, and last year was very kind of cut and dry because they were focusing kind of in th their war zone side of things and also yeah. their campaign. So they well, weren't they really focused on that. Well, they have put a lot of priority. I mean, you can definitely see like where they do have their priorities when, when it comes to Activision and Call of Duty in general. And it just feels like, it feels so strange to me, at least from an outside perspective, for somebody who doesn't play FPS games very often, it feels strange and wrong for Battlefield to not really have a campaign. Well, because think about it, you know, if, first of all, if it's just multiplayer, obviously you're going to have to have internet in order to play this game. Mm -hmm. What if you don't have internet? How are you going to play? Are you going to play against bots? But if you play against bots, are you still going to be able to level your stuff up? Here's the other issue that I have. Okay, we all know who, like, Captain Price is in Call of Duty. We all know that because he's in the campaigns, right? You know, mm -hmm. like, we know who he is. Who are these people in Battlefield? Are they new characters? Are they people from previous Battlefield games? The campaigns games? Like, have been different. They've been you know, going all so, over well, the place. Well, that's the thing. So it's, it's like, there's no, like, just it's, overall it's linear story who, with this. Who are these people? Are there missions? Are You know, so I just feel like there's a lot of open questions that, I'm, I'm guessing what they're going to do is they'll kind of put the campaign and maybe some operator slash characters into the multiplayer and kind of have like a story arc I mean, or maybe it's a comic thing like Apex Legends has where, you know, does Apex have a campaign? Not really. They just have a bunch of lore and story arcs that kind of happen um, on the side. So that that's I really guess I've something never played that they Apex, can do. So I don't I don't really know like how that applies but I mean, I well, I mean, I'll take your word for well, it. Apex Legends is kind of based on the whole Titanfall kind of atmosphere in that storyline, so it's a lot. But Battlefield has a vast history, and I'm sure they'll bring in a lot of other, like maybe some memoirs from other Battlefield games. Yeah. And it'll be, I th I don't think it'll be bad. I'm just really kind of concerned that because the Battlefield campaigns were great. They were always large and in charge, and they really brought that Battlefield energy. Huge maps, vehicle vehicular warfare which i'm also kind of turned on slash turned off by because i'm really not the vehicle kind of guy i'm really into like the person-to-person gunfights 1v1s or i mean just... how do you even have vehicular warfare other than like literally playing like bumper cars <laughs> i mean there, there's a lot of tanks there's a lot of jets there's just there's it seems I to mean, be there's a lot of things you can do now how and do it's you just... kill somebody if you're in a truck and they're in a tank 
I mean, you, you probably just blow up if you're in the truck because the tank's going to destroy you. But well, you know. yeah. But there's a lot of counters to the vehicles that a lot of you know infantry might feel useless against vehicles. But honestly, there's a, they give you a lot of tools to take care of these vehicles, like you know C4 rocket launchers. There's probably dedicated operator classes in Battlefield where you can be on anti-vehicle, anti-air. Um, you can be stealthy and kind of go for this. So, so you're placed out specialists. You see, specialists. Like, there's, so they're bringing and the specialists, which are probably going to have multiple abilities. If you guys played FPS games, you guys probably know what specialists are. They could probably. I, I saw a grappling hook in the trailer. They mm-hmm. can. You could probably be more agile and kind of get to places. You can probably. Um, you know, be more of like an engineer, a medic. There was a lo- there's a lot of things that Battlefield Battlefield has a good template, okay? Mm-hmm. And they can kind of build off that. And in the gameplay trailer, if you notice, they have like this now weapon wheel that you can kind of bring up and change your attachments on the fly, that's... which I'm not sure if that's a special ability or not, if that's for everybody to have. Yeah. But that's interesting, and that changes the game. I know that's been that was added in Modern Warfare 2019, where you can kind of change your class kind of as the game goes on. Not a lot of yeah, people did that it all like the time. The, I but, mean, you know, is that the? That's not the like change the loadout in between spawns, right? Yeah, you can do that. Oh, that well, I know that you can do that. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, and they can kind of do that. But I'm not sure if you have some selected loadouts or selected attachments that you want to bring into the field and you can kind of put, take them off and then take them on. I right. mean, depending on, like, is it, like, an ability that, you know, you have to earn or get, you have to get some points or whatever. I mean, it's there's a lot of questions with Battlefield, but I'm excited because I, it looks good. It I've always been a Battlefield fan. Back in the day, you know, I actually went semi-pro and actually joined a really really good team called stg and i actually was making a little bit of cash with battlefield back in the day i was the number three sniper on xbox when it came to the awm with magnum rounds with hardline if anybody doesn't remember that game it was kind of the cops versus robbers kind of um battlefields uh style game a lot of the people that played bf4 back in the day battlefield 4 kind of didn't like it so much because you know they're huge Battlefield 4 fans. That was probably the last good Battlefield game in my personal opinion. Kind of that BF4 going into hardline, that kind of thing. So it really brought the Call of Duty speed with the Battlefield mechanics. That's why I really put hardline really high on my list in games with a lot of... A lot of people would probably disagree with me on that, but honestly, I think it really paved the way Mm -hmm. to really... A lot of people downloaded that beta. The only problem with Hardline was the beta was the whole game. And that's why what? people were kind of like, oh. Wait, really? <laughs> y- yeah, it was kind of hilarious, actually. And Visceral, the sister company of DICE, they made it. I think they did a great job, but then they were sh- you know, pretty much terminated right after they made the game. So, rip. But, you know. That sucks. It, it, it happened, but I really think that mm-hmm. paved the way to, for me to get kind of more into Call of Duty and more into, like, the Battlefield genres alike. They, it kind of was the bridge that Battlefield made that game to bring Call of Duty players into the Battlefield franchise. And I'm sure Call of Duty did the same thing with Modern Warfare 2019, where they added Ground War, they added a lot of different modes that were kind of Conquest Battlefield-like to bring Battlefield players over to Call of Duty. So those two have been added in a punching match for years. And Call of Duty thought they were kind of in charge and stuff, and they, they're making loads of money so, with Warzone. Now here, obviously, yeah, they they are making literal money out the Billions. butt. Money out the butt, really, with Warzone. I mean, seriously. It, it's it's kind of crazy 
to think like if you had told somebody 20 years ago we're gonna have a game we're gonna make it and sell it for free it's free you don't have to buy anything you can play it but we're gonna make billions of dollars if, mm-hmm. if you had told somebody 20 years ago they would have been like you're fucking insane you're insane but now they're they're i mean they're worth i can't imagine what it might be but with the amount of skins the battle passes like all the cosmetics all the things that you can buy i mean i want to know like what is the most someone has ever spent on 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 stuff like that i mean we were talking about this on stream the other day with csgo and all those crazy skins like a hundred fifty thousand dollars for just a skin like that's ridiculous i just want to understand why for the clout i mean if you got the money then whatever i mean yeah like that's like like 150k uh, to like ninja that's whatever yeah I mean, breathes and he just breathes and makes it's that perspective. Money. But you know? honestly, I would prefer the money to go to a you know charity and people that actually need it and things like that. Now that and, would be cool you know, is if like there was a charity that was made up. They've and done they, that. They sold skins or cosmetics, and all the money goes to charity. Modern Warfare 2019 had um, they did that? certain camos and certain um, you know bundles that came out where all of the money would go to Australia with the fires. Oh, and that's there nice. Was, there was a lot of things that came. I always. Uh, buy the camos uh, I buy the packs that support you know the military like the code packs that actually help veterans find better work and better jobs and stuff like that because you know my parents are vets and I and I have a lot of um friends Friends, that are in the military and just you know they come from everywhere and Mm -hmm. I always and and by the way thank you for your service if you're listening and if you served and you know if you yeah absolutely and it's just it's I always want to try and help those guys out because, you know, think about it. They go into a actual war zone. Not the war zone, you know, we might go to haunted nights and all the time. But, like, actual war is hell. Actual war is actual hell. And those guys come back. They've seen some, you know, shit. And it's just kind of... Mm-hmm. They come back and they're trying to adjust to society and things like that. And it's just... It's terrible, and then they can't, you know, acclimate but, to everything. They can't find work. They can't do this, that, and the other, and it just gets crazy. Topic. Oh yeah, sorry, I go on a tangent <laughs> sometimes because I'm really passionate back, about that. Back on topic, I mean, you know, I I think it's it feels strange that like Battlefield 2042 is is not going to have a BR and is not going to have a campaign. I mean, I feel like, yeah, we've been kind of spoiled by Call of Duty in a sense, but it's like, I guess we're just going to have to see really what they have to offer. Because, I mean, if you go to the Battlefield, like the new game's website, it, it gives you a history timeline about how they got here. And and I think that, you know, one really interesting component of the new game is going to be the weather changing. I mean, it's, it's going to be stormy, sunny. You know, I think that's going to be really interesting because that's not something that we see in Call of Duty. Now, we see these things in other games, you know, like... Simple stuff like in Breath of the Wild, for example, weather really, really affects how you play. Or, I mean, for a more simpler example, excuse me, I'm sorry, that really startled me. (laughs) 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 Oh, we forgot about one alarm. There we go. (laughs) That really startled me. Anyways, um, so, I mean, or a simpler example, The Sims. You know, like mm-hmm. the weather and if you have, obviously, if you have the weather expansion, like 
The Sims. How many it expansions changes. does Sims have? Hundreds. Honestly, it has to oh, be at this point. Oh, it's not thousands? I'm disappointed. No, I'm disappointed. <laughs> but <laughs> seriously, you go to the list and you could just scroll forever. It's just ridiculous. But, but yeah, so I think that what's really going to set Battlefield apart is the fact that it doesn't have a campaign. It doesn't have a BR, but it also has weather changes. And it has, you know, it's very futuristic. And it's got a story, it seems, but how they implement... How they implement it is, it's fine, don't worry about it. How they implement it is going to be um, very important. Alrighty. But anyway, Battlefield, I'm very, very happy with it and looking forward to more and can't wait to see what it has to offer. Looks great so far, though. It does look great so far. And and I think that, I mean, I don't, with this, it, knowing that all that we know about Battlefield, at least all that we can see, how do you feel now that you've seen the gameplay trailer, like in comparison to Call of Duty? Because I remember when you saw the um, when you saw the original trailer, you were like, "Call of Duty should be scared," and I was like, "Okay, well, I mean, yeah, maybe." But I think it came out at a very good time when you know maybe Call of Duty's getting a little frustrating, you know, yeah. hackers, Warzone, all, all the rest, and all yeah. my all my bros were just like, dude, I can't, I don't, I don't even want to play this right now. Yeah. And then this trailer came out, kind of just dropped a bomb on us, literally, and Battlefield was kind of, I mean, you know, it's I so think intense. the trailer actually got a little bit, um, you know, leaked, and they were probably sitting there with sunglasses on, oh, it got leaked, oh, oh you can't wait. Well, I mean, so, Battlefield, I feel like, I mean, Battlefield, people... They know they got something they good. They're know, cocky again. and They're they're and, cocky. I mean, Call of Duty and Battlefield, like you said, they've been at each other's throats forever. Mm-hmm. And I just... One of the funniest things ever, I think I'm in one of those stupid, like, Warzone memes Facebook groups, because I think they're funny <laughs> and sometimes. And uh, I just love that the ba- official Battlefield account from Facebook is part of that group and is like... Are you so excited for Battlefield? And I'm just like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> what are you doing in here? I mean, they want to kind of capitalize on that Call of Duty market, and I think they honestly yeah. will. And Call of Duty with, you know, Vanguard coming out, which is probably not going to be the best Call of Duty game of all time, kind of like I would say Call of Duty Cold War is kind of the, you know, it's, it's an be... okay Call of Duty game. I know a lot of people have had fun with it, but really, realistically... There's not much to it, and I'm really yeah. concerned that some games might just. I just hope that the games did not take that, and that's not going to be the new norm. I don't want games to just be okay anymore. I want games to to just thrive and just be better. And I just, I, I want the true love of gaming to come back for a lot of people because I feel like a lot of people have lost it, and yeah. I think these games coming out are going to be great. And, well, I mean, I think I don't really know, like, much about, you know, the new Call of Duty game. It, I haven't, I didn't even realize that it was a thing. I didn't even realize they come out with a new game, like, every year, you know? Yep. Every it's, single which year. Which is crazy. Which I think, honestly, what, it's, it's going like, to make them a lot of they... money. But the thing is, these studios are so stressed. Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Raven Software, and, and Sledgehammer it's Games. It's like, way, why... I mean, they. I mean, they obviously they have a huge following. Call of Duty has a huge following, so they want to keep the people, the fans, everybody who loves Call of Duty, engaged. And 
I get that, but it's like maybe you should take a step back and see where you need to reevaluate before you start cranking out something else that, you know, is probably going to be good, but like take your time. You know, they still don't even have an anti-cheat for Warzone, so it's just like if you also that's another thing, if they want to make Warzone their like flagship game, if they want to make that like their whole like overarching priority and then just like the game the new game the secondary then they need to fix something about the the cheating because like the hacking it's i mean it's killing it for a lot of people and it's just it's unfair and i mean i'm not i'm no professional but and a lot of people will say about the hacking i mean people still even play it even with the hacks because they're just like well there's nothing else to play mister there's nothing else to play you know, and I'm just like, there's actually a lot to play. People just don't want to look for it or don't think that that's a game that they can really get into because their friends play Warzone. I feel like friends in gaming are really, really huge. Like, if you have a lot of friends that play a certain game, of course you're going to want to play that game. Of course. So Warzone's easily accessible. It's free to play. It's cross-play. They cross, they, they check a lot of boxes off. And it's very it's very accessible, but you know that doesn't mean it's always good. Well, okay, it's very accessible, and that's really good. But it kind of sucks that it is so open because that opens a whole new can of worms for those people who do like to hack things. I'm very happy that Call of Duty into went things. into the PC yeah. too. I'm I'm happy well, yeah, that because Call of Duty on PC two, three, four years ago, joke, absolute joke. The PC fan, the PC fans of Call of Duty have been pooped on a lot, but now since twenty. Since Modern Warfare 2019, when PC got a really big facelift, is that when it you brought a lot of people in here? Because PC, what was the first COD on PC? The first COD on PC. I mean, it was probably one of the originals. I mean, it's been there. It's just they've never really supported it until yeah. Modern Warfare 2019, where they actually added a bunch of settings in there. They actually made PC COD a thing, and I feel like a lot of people now, like even the CDL, this the mm -hmm. COD World League, has switched to PC with with controllers so they're, they're really pushing to try and get pc in there and i'm happy that they did because a lot of a lot of people do game on pc a lot of people and i know i know consoles might be the more um you know the price is more accessible for some people and it's a lot of people do play on consoles but don't sleep on pc there's a lot of people out there on pc that play warzone and they're very happy with it mm -hmm. and i feel like keeping the pc crowd happy they're usually the loudest, and they're, you know, when something is wrong, you're usually going to hear about it from the PC crowd. And, you know, I don't want the console to fall so much behind. I know the Series X and the PlayStation 5, they're really, really good. And do I think that they, it can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with PC? I mean, I do it all the time in Warzone. I'm on console right now. Am I yeah. thinking about making the Switch? Maybe. But I'm going to do redo. it eventually. I mean, you'd have to redo everything. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where I, I like some games better on the console, but also on the PC. XCOM, great example. I do play that on stream. I, it is running into some problems because I'm running a lot of mods for it, but that's another story. But that game, much better on PC than console. 
because it was XCOM. It, it just didn't port well to to Xbox. And there's some games that might play better on a console or with a gamepad in your hand rather than a keyboard and mouse. That it it just all depends. Yeah. And you know, I am fortunate to kind of have the the Switch, the Xbox, and the PC. So I'm pretty excited to kind of get into a lot of things. The only thing I don't have is a PlayStation, so I can't get into the PlayStation exclusives. But a lot of those exclusives do go to PC eventually. So, you know, I might not get it day one, but, you know, hey, I can still get into it. I just recently got Days Gone, which just recently came to PC a little bit, you know, two, one or two weeks ago. So I've been playing that. That was a PlayStation exclusive way back in the day, like two two years ago. And there's a lot of playstation games going into pc now which is really really cool so i can enjoy that side of things as well but moving onward yeah we want to there's two more games that i at least wanted to talk about because go ahead (laughs) you good yeah i'm good you're good yeah I know you love. I'm good. I'm just you passionate. Just, you're <laughs> you're very passionate about your Call of Duty. I love it. Yeah. Um. So the only to kind of go back to E3 a little bit because you know we like to go off on tangents. The last two games that we kind I at least wanted to mention was I the Guardians of the Galaxy game. I mean I don't really know anything about it, but obviously I I'm a huge Marvel fan. I love. Marvel in general, the Guardians of the Galaxy is hilarious. And, um, like, it looks really good. Why do, why do they look like that, though? You know what I mean? Like, that do not look like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is this supposed to, I mean... I'm assuming that it probably is is a little bit more comic-y, like it looks more like them from the comics. I'm going to go ahead and assume, obviously, because that would did, probably did Chris Pratt didn't want to go to the studio. <laughs> well, and put that on a and they probably didn't want to like pay the royalties for that. But I mean, it looks cool. It does look a little choppy. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you see if you guys watch the trailer? Like, do you see how it kind of looks like a little choppy? You know what I mean? It might be the style they're going for. Maybe. But at the I same mean, that, time, well, it's going to be smooth. I think it's going to look really, really that's smooth. That's what I'm really, thinking really as well. I think that these are probably modeled after the original, um, not cartoon, comic characters, obviously, because that looks they look nothing like the, the movies. And, and I think that's on purpose. Um, but I think it's beautiful either way. I think it's going to be a really good game, and um, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And I, I honestly wouldn't wouldn't mind playing it. I think, you know, that would be a good game for you to play on stream. Oh, yeah. Um, and the last game that I'm actually kind of excited about, the Avatar Frontiers of oh, Pandora game. No. So, Avatar <laughs> 2009, when I saw that, when it, when that it almost movie, won. It won so many It wasn't awards. even 2009. It was, it was before that, oh. I'm pretty sure. It, or it, it might have been 2009. I don't know. I, either way, that movie was phenomenal. I know, I, I mean, everybody everybody loved that movie. I saw it several times. And then let me tell you something about the game. So there was a game for the Wii. I don't know if you ever saw it or played it. But I played it with one of my childhood best friends, Sam. And she and I played that Avatar game so many times. So many times. We would finish it and then play it again, like, the whole campaign all the way through the next weekend. Like, it was good. And I think that this is, you know, really 
a cool step. Like I haven't really seen the whole trailer, but I just know that it's going to be good just because I know that the original Wii version, I mean, it's probably hot garbage now, the Wii version, but it was good back in the day. So I think it's, it's, it, it's another open world game which is really cool. You know, it's not just a level, load into the level, run around, do the mission, load out, that's it. You know, I think it's going to be very interesting to be able to interact with the, uh, you know, the Avatar world, especially also now that, you know, in Animal Kingdom at Disney, they have the, the like, live Avatar world there as well. So I think that, you know, it's, with this game coming out, it's really going to... Um, bring attention to and maybe make people flock more to Disney too so they need to bring that wow factor though like when I saw the movie and that was when I think Blu-ray was becoming a thing at that time too I think that was one of the first Blu-ray movies I actually watched and I would just remember Blu-ray but yeah that was the first I think movie that I actually saw in Blu-ray honestly history here but when I saw all the colors, like when it was dark, when they were in that forest and just all the flowers and I just everything, like look at that. It was it, all the colors were so bright and I, it was like I was just I, mean, it's I was gorgeous. blown away by just how beautiful that movie looked. Now if we go back and watch it now, we could probably see yeah, it's probably not as good, but like technology and just graphics and everything. I mean just that movie was so like better. many years in the making. Way right? ahead like of its they... time, it won so many awards, and honestly, it really captured that. I mean, aura the game just, looks wow, you know, very good. The game itself looks very hyper realistic. Obviously, a vast upgrade versus what you know I remember seeing as a kid. But how in depth does it go? Like that's the thing. Is it what replayable? Is the, what is, is the, this yeah, going to really thing. be? Is it replayable? Is it going to be one of those where you know you make one choice and something happens, and if you go back play it again and make another choice, something else happens? Yeah, you know, because there's some games that so, flop. There's some games that are great when it comes to making games from movies. And another game that I want to talk about is Jurassic World Evolution. I think they're creating a sequel to that. And that game was actually, a lot of people thought that game was going to be, oh, it's just going to kind of mirror Jurassic World, whatever. But honestly, there's a lot of people who enjoy it. And there's a big competitive thing on it right now. And I just did not think that game was going to be, you know, as good as it was. So they're really capitalizing on these movies. I mean, before making a game, kind of when a movie came out, it it was a thing that kind of, came out on the PlayStation way back in the day. So I'm happy that these movie slash games based on movies is just, it's getting better. Yeah. yeah, Jurassic World, another, you know. Evolution too. Made from Jurassic Park. I mean, think what you want about the newer movies. I mean, you, you, some of of you guys might hate it. Some of you guys might love it. The, the, just giving a facelift to to the whole Jurassic Park series. But it just, it looks great. I, I'm. I love dinosaurs. I just. Too, but, I. You know. I guess like. Well. Okay. I think this is really cool as well. The Jurassic World. We're. We're currently. You know. Flipping through trailers as we go and as we're recording. Just so you guys know what we're talking about. Kind of live commentating. You know what we're seeing, and. I mean, I think that Jurassic World, I mean, it has the same beauty as the Avatar game, like except with this, you know, we it know just reminded me of it, We know that dinosaurs are real. Like this looks like an actual dead ass a movie almost, you know? And I'm kind of my whole thing is with all of these games being open world, 
what is the objective? If it's if you can go wherever you want, where how do you know what you're supposed to do? You know, obviously like in in Breath of the Wild, you have points, you have places you're supposed to visit, but it's just like you know what where where do you go just the opportunities you know are endless to... in these games and, and that's why i think it's more popular than you know the competitive side with you know sports and everything i think actually like i mean phase clan was on sports illustrated like the actual like com- content team was on a sports illustrated magazine oh, yeah, not I know. actual you know physically you know sport athletes well, it's yeah, really it's just e-sports. e-sport athletes it's a thing now and it's so hip and i'm just like gaming is in a beautiful spot where just going to the movies that might not be good enough for some people because honestly these games well, they live you can the movie. you can live the movie you can be the movie you can control the movie well, the so thing it's just for me gaming is like wild now. i love i love the concept of open world because it feels like you know we do get a lot of choices we do get to explore and really kind of get immersed into the world of the game that we're playing but the other big thing is is I don't know if you know anybody else out there is like me but um I feel like the open world concept is good and bad because on the bad side you have analysis paralysis I mean like it's like what where do I go okay I I can go left oh but I can also go right so you need some direction but it's it's just it's please help me (laughs) because one game that I played that I got really frustrated with and some of you guys might absolutely adore this game and I do not want to crap on it too much because a lot of people do enjoy it is Monster Hunter it was a game that was very very you know it had a kind of story arc to it and it was actually a very difficult game for me to understand it was an open world experience you can kind of you know you basically hunted these monsters like these you know avatar creatures or jurassic world dinosaurs and it just it's it's a great it 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 was a great game it just wasn't really for me and i feel like a lot of people will try these open world games and realize Mm -hmm. maybe there's i need some more direction or i need it to be some more like this but the people who do love those open world games there's a lot of them coming out because i think the systems with the new consoles the just better games that are coming out with just they have much more room to make these games more open world bigger than before the graphics are going to look great and it's just i feel like there I, I, there's so many pages on how many open world games are coming out it's mm-hmm. insane and i'm just like that it's because of the technology it's because the yeah, tech is there so they want to do. capitalize on it but, and bring something that nobody's yeah, seen before but also i'm gonna need them to uh you know Condense it down a little bit, because my Xbox only has so much space. Yeah, I mean, just Call and of Duty <laughs> itself takes up, what, 300, 400 games on our consoles. It's, Call of it's Duty is, this like, point. the only game I have on my Xbox. And I have only, like, 90% of thing space left. Yeah, it's... It, I hope that you know these games, games get condensed or they have more memory or more space, more storage. Because if I have to go to Best Buy and get these terabyte... You know, but also all these like, things. It, it's just. It, what if I want really? more? How? What if I use all those terabytes? Then Am you, I gonna have to get more terabytes? That kind of defeats the purpose. No, I mean, I just like I don't, I don't know. But anyways, we can talk about that on another time. But we do want to wrap up this kind of E3 recap just a little bit. E3 recap tangent, video game history and future kind of jazz type thing. Um, here, just because yeah. I feel like we've said really all we've had to say, and 
That's yeah, kind of I it. know we didn't touch on a lot of the things on E3, like the games, but these were kind of the main points for us that yeah. we're really looking forward to. And if you guys are looking towards um, other games, feel free to um, let us know with DMs and, and also yeah, with the comments section. Yeah, tell us, let us know in the comment section what game from E3 that was announced are you most excited about? Or just even if it wasn't announced at E3, what game are you most excited about in the future or even right now? Are you, are you excited for the new Call of Duty? Are you excited for Battle? Battlefield? Are you still playing Animal Crossing? Are you looking forward to getting a new Switch? Like, you know, tell us, tell us what you are excited about and we'd love to hear it. Because again, I'll say it again. This is a very important time for the gaming industry with this transition into the new consoles. A lot of games were delayed due to due to COVID, due to 2020 being an absolute mess. And it just really, really is a time for these games to really buckle up and really give us something special because a lot of people have been waiting for a long time and I feel like it's if you really really capitalize on this now it will pay dividends there's mm -hmm. a lot of people that are out there that want something new to play I hear it every single day from my friends from everybody just everybody seems to be in that mode where yeah I really want something new to play and a lot of people are looking at these games going like okay I like this so can't wait would love to see more all right guys until next time thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode bye, bye.